You see, sometimes the Holy Ghost has a way of taking over service. And you know, sometimes, you know, when God is doing something, do you know what it means to be bedridden in the hospital? Eh? And you want to lift your hands, you can't lift your hands. And they've put catheter inside you. And you're on drips. You can't walk, you can't talk. And some of you, God has brought you this far, you are watching his face. Hey, lift your hands, say, Father, I thank you. That I am alive. Thank you for the strength you've given to me. Thank you for the continual signs and wonders. Thank you that I am not hospitalized. Thank you that I'm not counted among those in the grave. For this reason, I praise you and I thank you because you are my Lord. I appreciate everything you have done for me. And I'm grateful. In Jesus' name. Amen. This church, we love thanking God. Yeah. Please be seated. We love thanking God. It's our ritual to thank God every time as a church. Hallelujah. I'm going to share something quite quickly with you. We can pray. I know some of you are feeling hard. But as part of the sacrifices we endure in serving God. Tell somebody you are going to be fine. Because even the heat, the heat in your house is far greater than the heat here. So don't behave like you are from UK. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about spiritual sacrifices. Spiritual sacrifices. Because of the time, I'm not going to do a recap. I'm going to go straight into it. We said that there are about eight kinds of sacrifices that every child of God needs to understand. Number one is what we call the fruit of our lips, which is thanksgiving. We did that last week and last two weeks. Thanksgiving is a spiritual sacrifice according to Hebrews chapter 13, the verse uh, 15. The Bible says, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And we establish that anytime a believer begins to give thanks to God, he's actually offering a sacrifice. Remember we have said that we are priests unto God. And as believers who are priests, our first sacrifice is thanksgiving. Which means a believer must be found always thanking God. Always thanking God. In Ephesians 5.20, he says, giving thanks always to the Father. That's why we're always thanking God. Every time we just keep thanking God. In fact, the next 10 seconds, say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Say thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all you've done. For all you're about to do. And all you are doing, I'm grateful, Lord. Thank you. So anytime you are doing this, you are offering up a sacrifice. Praise the Lord. Number two of the second spirit kind of spiritual sacrifice is the offering of your body as a living sacrifice. According to Romans chapter 12, the verse 1, the Bible says that, um, I beseech you by the mercies of God, dearly beloved, that you offer your bodies a living sacrifice. 
holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of service. Other version says worship. So we get to understand that the second kind of uh, sacrifice we give to God is what we do with our body. I watched a video. You can go and check it out. Everybody should watch that video because that video is very crucial and critical in the life of every believer. The title on YouTube is How Satan Stops Our Prayers. Go and check it. A very serious video on YouTube. I've listened to it more than 10 times. How Satan Stops Our Prayers. And this was an account from one occult uh, guy who got born again and began to reveal some secrets of what happens in the spirit realm when believers begin to pray. But there was one thing he said that was very striking. Not knowing just the same way we give sacrifices to God, the demonic kingdom also receives sacrifices. That's what they are human sacrifices. Are you following this? But he made a profound statement. He says that there are spirits that receive sacrifices from believers who don't walk according to the word of God. And he says every act of sexual impurity in the life of the believer actually is a sacrifice demons receive and it strengthens them. Abortion is one of them. He said for every child that is killed in the womb, it's a sacrifice demons feed on to become stronger. It's very shocking. He mentioned adultery. He mentioned immorality. He mentioned some other kinds of sins that believers commit that demons receive as a sacrifice. So which means that God receives sacrifices and then the devil also receives sacrifices. And that struck me a lot. And whoever receives the sacrifice is empowered to act on your behalf. Or against you. Are we following this thing I'm teaching carefully? So, the second aspect of sacrifice, or spiritual sacrifice, is the offering of our body. Listen, whatever you do with your body comes. It matters. You know why? Because in the New Testament, when a man gets born again, your body no longer belongs to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, and 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. It confirms that the believer's body does not belong to him anymore. The reason why when you were in the world, you did what you felt like doing, and did what you wanted to do with your body, and had free range access to do whatever you want. The moment you get born again, everything changes. Because this body is no longer yours. So the example Paul gave was a believer who goes to sleep with prostitutes. You won't believe there are believers who sleep with prostitutes. There are believers who come to church who are still doing hookup. Oh, you don't believe it. I'm telling you serious matters. They do hookup. Call girls, strange girls from outside, meet them and sleep with them for money. They do hookup services. And they come to church as Christians. And they don't understand the seriousness of the abuse of this body. You know, the reason why sometimes, eh, or most of the time, God is always very protective of what we do with our body. It's because when we defile this body he wants to use for his glory, it begins to affect you yourself as a believer. I had a case of one young girl who went to... Tell my young guy who went to tell a man of God secretly that he doesn't know. He felt a strong lust and he decided to go and sleep with the prostitute. No, no, the prostitute had HIV AIDS. 
one lapopo. Gave him HIV AIDS, which is incurable forever. Just one five minutes last that hit you. Now, imagine this young man has a call of God upon his life, which I believe. And at the age of 22 years, he has HIV AIDS. You will be on medication for the rest of your life for your information. How can you fast? You will do 6 to 12. Because you have to take drugs. You see, Satan knows our future. He knows God's plans for our purpose, God's purpose for our lives. So what he does is to corrupt you in the now. To make you take advantage of the pleasures that lacks in within you so that you pay later. So the things God wants to do with you, you are bought it. Hear me. God's plans can never be forfeited by the devil. But his plan for your life can be aborted. His purposes will always stand. What I'm trying to say is that if you abort God's purpose for your life, someone else will accomplish what you are supposed to accomplish. So his purpose will always stand with or without you. But make sure you are inclusive. So hear me. Whatever you do with this body, in fact, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, you will give an account. And that's dangerous. Look, look, 2 Corinthians, he says that, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his what? Body! According to that which he has done, whether it be good or bad. So I realize that every activity, can you imagine the Bible says, by your words you shall be condemned or justified. Everybody, the Bible says in heaven, will give account of every careless word that you spoke. Some have cursed people because they were angry. You give an account. I came to realize through scripture that worship is not that 10 minutes activity we do with our mouth. Because if you read the book of Hosea, it says they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far, far away from me. So that means you can give God your lips and not your entire life. Truth be told, God does not need your 10 CD or 20 CD or 50 CD offering. He needs you. He needs you. So some people think they can give God offering and that's what God needs. He does not need it. He says, if I want a cattle, I have many. In fact, I created them. I own the cattle upon a thousand hill. So what I need is not an offering. It's your offering as life. So many believers have failed to understand that whatever you do with your body is a sacrifice heaven receives. I'm teaching good here. Number three. These things I'm teaching you, eh? the secret to your future is here. Whatever I'm teaching you, your secret is the secret of your life is built here. The third spiritual sacrifice is generosity to others. Generosity to others. Listen, don't wait to be rich to be generous. There are a lot of people who don't have money and are generous. I've told you several times, a millionaire is not one who has one billion in his, in his account. He's one who is a, a blessing to a million. So, it is not what you have that makes you rich. It is what you release that makes you rich. Now, it's a very important thing because every act of giving reminds God of how he gave his son. 
So every act of giving in the life of the believer is actually sacrifice which God receives. I will show you a scripture today and you'll be shocked when we appear in heaven. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 13, the verse 16. And look at what the Bible is saying here. Follow, follow what I'm teaching you. He says, but to do good and to communicate. The word communicate means to give. It's an old English word. To communicate. It means to give. Forget not. He says, let no believer forget to be generous and to do good. He says, for with what? Such sacrifices God is well pleased. So just like in the Old Testament, people sacrificed animals and the smoke came to God like Noah did and God smelled it and says, I will never destroy the earth again. The Bible says with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. I will never end a week without being a blessing to somebody. It has never happened in a very long time. Generosity. It's not just in money. It's in kind words. It's in treating people well. Oh, you've seen that. There's a time I went for a renewal of my passport. I was in a fast. I was not that strong. We were all gathered in a place. They were calling names of people. We were there for over four hours. And a man came there who was a bit maimed. And everybody was watching the man standing there. And the man was tired. And he was still standing. And everybody was watching because everybody is thinking about themselves and their comfort. And I rose up. I said, sir, have a seat here. Now, all the attention came upon me. The man sat down. Another woman who was old came. And I saw that they had wisdom now. And somebody also stood up for the old woman to sit. Another person came who was also sick. And another person stood up. If I didn't set that example by being generous to another who had need of me, everybody would have selfishly defended his chair and God would not get the glory. Many have not realized that generosity is a strong power. Nobody can resist generosity. That's why even if you are evil and you are generous, people will love you. So let me advise you, if you are evil, be generous. <laughs> Praise God. Listen, in Hebrews chapter 13, the verse 2, this verse, eh? Hey, he says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. There are times angels don't come in their glorified bodies, there are times angels come as beggars. That's what I've been telling you on Friday services that you need discernment. Of course, it's not everyone that your spirit will lead you to give. But if your heart is open to help someone, help the person. There are some of you, you have rigidly decided that you will never give a dime to any human being. You may have escaped an angel. I remember about eight years ago, I was at Zongo Junction and an old lady came to ask me for money to board a car. And I was a young, I mean, young guy there. Where's the money? My transportation was supposed to continue from Zogo Dashin to Latabi Okoshi. I gave it to the old lady and I decided to walk home. When I went just two steps and turned my back, the old woman had disappeared. I never found this old woman till now. I hadn't seen this scripture then. Many people don't know the power of almsgiving, of generosity. I saw a verse in Matthew chapter 25. You can check it. Matthew 25, the verse 31. 
There was a separation in eternity. Two groups of people, the sheep from the goat. And they give a certain criteria under which these people were rewarded. Look at what he says. He says, the son of fashion coming in his glory. And the holy angels with him, then he shall sit upon the throne of his glory. Now look at it. He says, but before him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them from one another as a shepherd divided sheep from goats. Now look at the, 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 the next verse. He says, and he shall say unto, he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Look at the next one. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Now here's the bomb. Pay attention. He says, For I was what? Hungered or hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Look at the next verse. He says that naked, and you what? Clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Look at the next verse. He says, Then shall the righteous answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you? Hungry and feed thee or thirsty and give you drink. When? We didn't see you. Look at the next verse. He says, When did we see you a stranger and took you in or naked and clothed thee? Look at the next verse. He says, Or when did we see you sick in prison and came unto thee? Next verse. Ah, and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of my brethren, you have done it unto me. Clap. Hey, whatever I'm doing to the least of my brethren, you know, the least, the one who is in need. The one who doesn't have enough. The one you have more than. So look at the criteria. Number one, he mentioned feeding. That means feeding is an act of generosity. Buying food for people. Buying food stuff for people. You can buy one bag of rice for somebody you're just led to do it for. And it can earn you a reward in heaven. He says giving drink, which means even getting a bag of water or a bottled water to someone as a gift who was thirsty. The Bible says there rewards. Can you imagine if water is rewarded? He says now helping strangers. Then he says clothing people. Clothing people. Now he comes to helping people in prison. You've seen sometimes some churches go to prisons. It is highly scriptural. And this year we'll go to prison. I'm going to donate to prisoners. I watched the video of how prisoners were sleeping in Isawam. My heart was broken. They sleep like sardines. When you open sardines, do you see how the sardines are arranged? That's how they sleep. There is no space. No space. With heat. Hunger. I had the privilege of going uh, to the prisons with Professor Akodi on his birthday to go and do donations. And my heart was broken. They said they can't prepare rice for them because they can't feed 3,000 prisoners with rice. How much rice do they have to buy? Upon what the government has done to us? So they eat bangkung 
every day. Because that's the only food available that's affordable. Every prisoner takes 70 pesos per day. What can you buy with 70 pesos? Tell me. Every prisoner is 70 pesos per day on feeding and drinking. And mind you, there are some who, who are there not because of something they did. A lie was placed upon them and they are there. I saw an old man who has been there for close to 40 years. I said, wow. Hey, Christians, eh? We are all in our comfort zone. Enjoying our salaries. Enjoying our homes. But those times in 2 Corinthians 8, there was a church called the Macedonian church. The Bible says in their deep poverty, their liberality abounded. That means poverty is not an excuse to give. Not to give. Go and read the book of Deuteronomy. I think 25. He said that no one will come into my presence empty-handed. So God did not even consider that poor people around. Even the sacrifices. God said if you are poor, you can afford a turtle dove. So bring turtle dove instead of a cow. So poverty and lack is never an excuse not to give. So you see, that mentality people have is what is destroying their faith. You always have something to give. I was naked. She clothed me. Some years ago, when I was on campus, I was at that hostel close to Akosombo Junction. On my way coming from lectures, I saw a mad lady who was butchered in the head by strangers. And she was left and she was bleeding. More than three hours, everybody passed by. Student, what do I have? I'm feeding money for the week. I saw this stranger. Mad girl. Mad. See, so sometimes when you see God using some of us, don't quickly envy. I took this mad girl. And everybody was watching me in an embarrassing way. This guy, what is wrong with him? Held their hands. Walked to a customer church and sat in a trotro with this mad girl. And everybody was watching me. And I took her to Pantai. I didn't know that. That was the first time I went there. And I said, I brought someone to you. Her head has been butchered. Deep cut. What can you do for her? This is my feeding money. It was then, how much? Is it 40 cities? I said, this is everything I have. The nurse watched me. She was shocked. He said, okay, so you don't have any money to go. I said, I don't have transportation. Then she gave me back transportation and she took the rest. And that's how they took that lady and admitted her at one time. And they dressed the wound, barbed the hair, plastered it. And I went to pray for her, said bye-bye to her, and left and came home. I had never seen such peace in my heart after I'd done that. Heaven will never forget this. I remember some years ago when I was a very young man. I was sent whilst I was coming back. I saw an old man who was partially blind around 6 o'clock. And he was looking for help, mentioning people's name. I said, Daddy, please, what do you want? He said, I have lost my way. I don't know where my house is. I said, where do you stay? He said, I stay at Soko. And he was at Latabio Koshi. I don't know how he appeared there. I held this man's hands. Forgot about what they sent me for. And I took him to that place. Walking. 
when he got close to her, he says, yes, I can identify my house. And that's how I left him. I came back home. God watches this thing and says, yeah, that's the heart I'm looking for. A generous heart. A heart willing to help people. A heart willing to wipe away tears from the eyes of people. I've seen people come to me with needs with tears and have to sacrifice monies I have to give to my wife. The time my wife was delivering, the money I'm supposed to pay for her delivery, I had to pay for someone who was also delivering without money. How is that possible? Your wife is delivering, you didn't think of payment, and you paid for someone who's about to deliver. That's a generous heart that will never see lack. So many believers have been indoctrinated by what they watch on TV to the extent that now we are not going back to the Bible again. For your information, the Bible says whoever gives to the needy lends to the Lord. So every gift you give to a poor man, you have given God a loan. And the last time I checked, when God is repaying a loan, you know what I mean. Generosity. Tell somebody generosity. It's a sacrifice. Number four, loving God and others. Loving God and others. We spoke about Ephesians chapter 5, the verse 1. He says, be followers of God, dear children. The verse 2 says, that when walking love as Christ also loved us and had given himself an offering and what? Sacrifice. So every act of love you give is a sacrifice that appears in heaven sweet smelling. I read the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. Watch it. Look. The Bible says, hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. And we ought, to, we ought to also what? Lay down our lives for who? The brethren. Lay down our lives. Lay down our lives for the brethren. One of my pastor friends was not feeling well. I have two children I'm taking care of and a wife. He needed someone badly beside him. I left my home, went to stay with him for one week. We stayed at one place, one week, to make sure he was okay before I left. Laying down your life for the brethren. You know, there are many believers who give nothing to help people but they expect so much. That's a selfish believer. You have never visited any believer before but you're expecting visitation. You have never gone to grieve anybody who is in sorrow but you're expecting people to come and grieve with you. For information, in as much as we're in Christ, eh, karma is still working. Yeah. I'm teaching good here. It's still working. 
anybody to check up on the person. You, when you're in trouble, you say, when I was in need, nobody called me. Nobody called me. Nobody called me. Who do you call? Hey! Ask the person beside you, who do you call? He says, lay down your life for the brethren. Huh? If somebody's in a bad state today, doesn't mean he'll remain there forever. That person who is down today, that you have the opportunity to help. That person will not remain there forever. If you show love and you're expecting love in return, you didn't understand love. When Jesus gave his life, he was not expecting that you come and love him. But he chose to love you. That's why the way you are messing up around him. He has still accommodated you. You know, we don't know unconditional love. That love is sacrificial. Have you been in a place eh, where somebody has offended you and yet it's still open your heart for the person? Jesus knew that Judas was a thief. And he still gave the money back to him. That's what Jesus said, maintain said. I just shouted to wake somebody up from sleep. <laughs> Everybody shout, hey! Yeah. Shout, hey, hey! hey. One more time, hey, hey, hey! Hey, hey, hey! Hey, hey, hey! Hey, hey, lay down your life for the brain. Tell somebody, lay down your life for me. Someone say, me. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm a five. Today's message. We never got here. But I'll do it quickly. Are you ready? This one, I, I'm sure you never expected it. It's a proper message there. You My breakthrough message. This is a breakthrough. The first breakthrough eh, is building a quality relationship with Jesus. That's the first breakthrough. It's not miracle water. I'm teaching good here. A broken spirit and a contract heart. I never knew this until God showed it to me. I said, What? A broken spirit and a contract heart is a sacrifice to God. Watch this verse for yourself. Psalm 51, the verse 16 and 17. He says, For thou desired not what? Sacrifice. Else would I give it. 
Thou delightest not in burnt offering. I don't want these animals you are bringing. Look at this one, the next verse. He says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, thou would not despise. Brokenness. It's a sacrifice God receives. Let me give you a verse and explain. Come to Psalm 34, the verse 18. Quickly, Psalm 34, 18. Watch. He says, the Lord is near to them that have what? A broken heart. And save us such as be of what? A contrite spirit. I'm going to explain it to you soon, but I'm giving you the verses. Isaiah 57, the verse 15. Brokenness. He says, for thou sayest, the high and lofty one that inhabited eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is what? Of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Final verse. Isaiah 66, the verse 2. Look. For all those things had mine hand made, and all those things have been, said the Lord, but to this man will I look. That means I will get special attention for that man. Even to him that is poor and contrite, what? Spirit, and trembleth at my word. What is contriteness? What is brokenness? It is a state of surrender before God when he points to you your offense. It is a state of what? Surrender before God. When he points out your sin or when you discover your sin against him. It is a heart that is willing to align with God. That's, that's, a, that's brokenness. You know, you know, there are sometimes eh, you you know there, there are some things you do that you mess up. Don't pretend you didn't do it. When the Holy Ghost convicts you. Don't pretend. Have you cried apologizing to the Holy Ghost before? You don't know this thing. A heart that is easily broken. Contractness. Someone points out to you something bad you did. Don't, don't pretend that I'm found. Hey! Oh Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for grieving your heart. Meanwhile, it is not that thing you are doing that is going to earn you forgiveness. It is that thing you are doing to prove to God that you regret your action and that you didn't enjoy it. You see, anyone who is not broken is proud. The difference between David and Saul was brokenness. 
Both of them disobeyed God. When David's sin was pointed to him, he went quickly and said, Lord, it is to you only have I sinned. Have mercy on me. When Saul's sin was pointed to him, he held someone's clothing, tore it and said, please restore my throne. So to him, his throne as a king was more important to him than his relationship with God. And God says, really? You want the throne and not me? That throne will be torn from you and given, given to someone else. And David took it. Huh? There are sometimes you say something you're not supposed to say. You use a foul word. Foul word, no. Hey, now you see sometimes. It comes. You don't know what will happen. Then you just say, Kwasia. Then the Holy Ghost conviction tells in Ephesians chapter 5 that we should be careful of coarse joking and strong words. The moment the Holy Ghost reminds you, you apologize in a broken state. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry. That was the heart of David. You do evil to people and you remove your eyes. Hmm. That is how we accept corrections from God. Brokenness. Brokenness before God. man that God will help you. That's the man God will help. Because he sees that this is a man, this is a woman who is willing to align with me. You cannot offend someone you love and pretend you didn't. I'm teaching good here. So listen, the Bible is telling us that one of the spiritual sacrifices is brokenness before God. Number six. Offerings. First fruits. Fights. And other givings to partner God's servants in the ministry. Offerings, first fruits, fights, and other givings to partner God's servant or a ministry. This thing I'm sharing with you, please don't take it for granted. I'm not looking for your money. But I need, I need to teach you what God's word has said about money. Please hear me carefully. There are four lesser gods that a believer can enthrone in his heart if he's not careful. One of them is the flesh. Number two is your stomach. Your belly. I'm talking about food. Eziban. 
Number three is knowledge of philosophy. There are people who are worshipping philosophy. Number four, the killer. Money. I'll teach you today one of the reasons why a believer must give. In Matthew 6, 24, money is so powerful that it was compared to God. There are two masters. He says, no man can serve two masters. How can you say this? For either he will hate one and love the other, or else will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and what? Mammon. This is a serious matter. What the Bible is telling us here is that money is a spirit. Number two, money is a God. The only way that money can be dethroned from our hearts is when we put it in God's hands. I repeat, the only way we can dethrone the lordship of money in our heart is when we place it in God's hands. If you don't do that, you will soon worship money. Never be in that place. If not, the time will come. Even giving two cities to God will be a problem. When you still have enough. I have seen people who have given extra change of 20 Ghana cities to waitress. And they give five cities to God. Because they did not understand that if money is not placed in the hands of God, money will control your life. It will control certain vital decisions of your life. And that's why God will say, give me offering. Give me a tenth of your money. Because the real issue is not the money. It's not the currency. It's not the paper. It's your heart. Real money is the heart of man. Whatever you are giving with your hand is actually a state in your heart that you are giving. That's why the Bible says that where your treasure is, there what? Your heart will be. To dethrone the power and authority of money over you. Only comes by learning to give to God. I am teaching you a principle I myself have subjected myself to. One of the things that changed my life. Huh? Never allow hardship to change your giving habit. If not, after you recover, you will never give. Those of you who are awake, it's not you. <laughs> Never. Money is not my Lord. It is not my God. It can't. There are some of you who say, as when you have epilepsy. <laughs> you can't think. You just want to spend. You just want to eat the money. You just, you don't even think. No, 
Obitio thousand Ghana. Hey, thousand. Obito yogurt. Obito pie. Obito both float. Obito baggy. Hey. Hey, today I'm throwing something from your life. Oh. I never understood those times my mother's church at Ozeko, they go for convocation. Then my mother would take sacrificial seats. They said, Obibiaro, those times it's a local church and Casa. It was a man case. Local one. They said, Obi wow person will buy yourself for, for sacrifice, bruh. Then my mother would go and clear her bag. Then she go and give the sacrifice every year. Obi one person buy yourself for for sacrifice. Hundred Ghana cities, bra. Then they come, they go and sow it. Today also for be any home. I'm that man of God. Listen, people don't know that some of this sacrificial giving secures your generation. Hey, you don't know this thing. Are you ready for this? There are five kinds of sacrificial givings. Every child of God must subscribe. I'm going to state it. I won't explain it because of my time. Number one is what we call first fruits. Many people are not smart. You were trusting God for a job and he gave you a job. Many have forgotten that that job he gave you, that first salary received must be given back to him. Many don't know that. And God does not have a problem if you don't do it. It's not a sin. I'm talking to those who want to travel deeper in experiencing the real Christian life. First food. In Proverbs 3.9, he says, he says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with what? The first food. Thy increase. Look at the next verse. He says that what? So shall their bands be filled with plenty and thy presses shall best out with new wine. Most of you, for your information, you don't know this. I don't, you can, I, mean, I don't care what you're going to say, but I'm telling you some secrets. There are some givings that have saved you from hospital bills. I never knew this. Have you remembered that Job was so conscious of his children that he gave sacrifices for their children's protection until God released it? He was applying a principle. We must even give sacrifices for our children. Hmm. Number one is first food. Number two, let's do it quickly. Are you getting blessed? Number two is your fight. In the New Testament, God does not force you to give him a title. But when I checked the benefits of Titan in Malachi 3, I knew that it has got to do with closing the, opening the windows of heaven and shutting the mouth of the devourer. There are sometimes you get money, you can't explain how the money finished. Have you experienced that before? You can't explain how the money finished. They are spiritual devourers. The moment you get money, you shoot now coffee, <coughs> cough syrup, Qatar, <coughs> 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 you have spent 200 Ghana cities already from that salary. The moment salary comes, now okay. You see, all your winner are pie. Foolish expense. There was a man who was angry with his daughter 
five years old. He had money in acquiring Yare. Or say, by this time, Yare. <laughs> by this time, any Yare. Shall we see all the down? The boy fool. I didn't know Yare. Hey, you. He was angry that the daughter is sick. Me not me go play me Yare. Listen, this afternoon, everything devouring of finances, I stand as God's servant and I break the power now in the name of Jesus. Listen, the spirit about giving tithe is not whether it is compulsion. So, so there's an argument. You see, there's an, a man of God came all over, I think, from Nigeria. He said, Tithing is not New Testament. It's drumming New Testament. <laughs> is bass guitar New Testament? The thing is not the, you see, it is the heart. If I can't give a ten to God, I can't give all to God. If you have a problem dividing your salary into ten and giving one to him, it means you don't even respect him in the first place. In the New Testament, the minimum you can give or the starting point of tithing is 10%. I'm teaching well. Are you getting blessed? Should I, should I stop the teaching? Number three, almsgiving. I've explained that already, so let's move on. Number four, free will offerings. When we come to church and we say remove your offering, some of you don't know that that offering you are waving is your hospital report card for the month. Free will offering. You are waving your hospital report card. That month, that offering you gave willingly, freely, has paid hospital bills. Free will offerings. Number five. Seed. 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 No. That's why it's painful. The reason why seed is the most powerful is because there's life in every seed. And every seed grows to bear fruit. That's why it's hard to give. So the last and the most dangerous of all is sacrificial seed. This one, it is not taught for every believer. See, never end a year without giving God or a man of God a seed if you're in a church. I'm not telling you because I need your money because people bless me. That's the truth. I can't hide it. People bless me from all over. Someone watched my video. He says, man of God, your message has changed my life. I said, Mr. Ka. I hate Minka. I was saying, Man of God, your articles have changed my life. Man of God, send me your account. I'm saying, Pa, Naba. Tell somebody, Seed. That's why it's not coming because they were enjoying my message. Oh. Ha! Tell somebody seed. 
See, sometimes uh, that seed there, uh, it has a purpose. See, it is not every morning we eat. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. If you read 2 Corinthians 9, he said God gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. So listen, we are eaters and farmers. We eat bread, we sow seed. So every money you give to the God gives into your hands, it's not everything you consume on yourself. I am teaching you the secret to new covenant prosperity and strange financial openings. There was a man who was believing God for a contract. You know what he did? He emptied his account because the amount of money involved in that contract. He emptied his bank account and came to give the seed to a church to continue the project. That's how he won the contract. Millions of Ghana cities. And the man talking, I'm not preaching from book. I'm telling you experience. How God gave me two cars in less than a year from seed. How God changed my place of stay with the seed. You from your level, eh? Let me just help you. You want to buy a laptop. The laptop is 3,000 Ghana cities. You have 1,000 Ghana cities. Put it in an envelope. Write my laptop seed. Sew it. How you get that laptop, it will be a mystery. Mm. Mm. Thank you, sir. I gave a laptop to a church. One of my sons, Reverend Minister. The Lord told me to sacrifice my flat screen, 32 inch, no, 40 inch, to them, for them to use at their church. Whilst he came for the TV, the Holy Ghost said, in the TV number, almost a projection. Add your laptop. And he came with an Uber, came to drive it away. Less than a week, I received a gift of a TCL, 62 inch. I, I don't, I, once in a while, I share movies. But you know, I just wanted to be there. Now me the shady Satan. <laughs> Netflix and conflicts. Ah. <laughs> 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 I thought that was all. I was there. One member from here came to give me a laptop, which was very quality, very powerful. I thought that was all. Another person came and said, God said I should come and sacrifice my laptop. And she was crying, Mama. I said, Yeah, I'm a soup. <laughs> because me to me soon. It is an i5, i5 laptop. Tell somebody, seed. Nima, Nia. You can give a seed and have malaria. Now what do? <laughs> I can ask my wife. Ask my wife. She's not, she's not enjoying anything. Somebody brought us 500. I said, keep it. Maybe we'll use it for my son's school fees. The next one hour, I called. I said, no, baby, add it to your first fruit. Come and give it. She said, okay. Okay, in the woman and family home. <laughs> Listen, we can't eat everything. We can't eat everything. Don't eat everything coming to your hands. Sometimes you give and you struggle for one month. 
what you are doing is that you are securing a financial blessing for yourself. It is a secret I'm teaching you. Listen, if you don't give seed, there are some dimensions you can see. Yeah, that thing you are looking for is in someone's pocket too. I am telling you. My Mercedes Benz was in someone's pocket. And the person was in US and the car was parked and dusty. Into your blessing, no? dust at the dust. <laughs> a man of God was doing a building project, huge one. He got to roofing, he couldn't afford it. He understood this mystery. You know what he did? He went to look for a smaller church that was doing building projects and he used their money to go and roof it. <laughs> Less than two weeks, a man passing by said, Ah, why haven't you roofed this big church? He said, there's no money. He roofed it in one week. These are secrets. One you will see it. I've taught this man. I've taught this man. They're all doing it. This man will just so see like, bah! all of a sudden, boom, it will come. He will so shoe. He'll get four shoes. It's not that we are, see, it's not that we are dead doing lotto. <laughs> or my bet. In as much as, okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Praise God. I'm teaching this thing. Eya. Yamis Jusikan, eya. But it's for your good. There are some of you, there are some seeds you are sowing now. Eh? You will never be able to calculate how your salary is paying school fees. Running the house at the end of the month. You can't explain it. But you know your salary can do it. If I tell you that sometimes in a week, I spend close to 5,000, you won't believe me. Sometimes in a week, sometimes. You won't believe it. This one goes here, this one goes there, this one goes this, this one goes there, this one goes here, this one goes there. So my wife asked me one day, so you don't buy anything for yourself. Before you don't know me that I've not really bought anything for myself. What I'm getting are gifts. The rest goes out. There's a principle. If God can get it through you, he will get it to you. So when you are doing that, you're telling God, God, I'm available. I'm available. One national service person received their first national service pay. How much is that money? She came and said, man of God, I want to give my first fruit. I said, yes. That is how you secure your future job after your service. Many don't know. One of our ladies who is in the U.S. right now, she came to give me some new seed and she converted the seed, the seed equivalent into dollar. Now she's in the U.S. where they spend dollar. Sure. Huh. Number seven is unique sacrifices. That's what I'm coming to. That's what I'm coming to. These are sacrifices you put God to test. Number, number six. Okay. Unique sacrifices. Number seven. I'm not the only up to date now. But you were sleeping small. I saw you. Uh, six. And then one more. 
Six and now seven. Huh? Number B, I be a draw. Let's go. So this one is an argument now. Okay, what's number one? What's number one? Number two, offering your body. Number three, arms. Number four, loving God. Number five. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so number seven, right? All right. All right. Unique sacrifices. Unique sacrifices. Now, these are special sacrifices you choose to do or God leads you to do. These are special sacrifices that you choose to do or God leads you to do. Special sacrifices that you choose to do or God leads you to do it. Both of them are equal. So there are times your money you are going to use to buy a new shoe. God will tell you, use it to buy a clock for the church. That one is a unique sacrifice. You didn't plan to do that with it. Sometimes you can decide that no. When I get, I'm expecting some money. When that money comes, I'll buy a drum for the church. They are all unique sacrifices. I've seen a man that gave a land to a church. I've seen individuals that built churches single-heartedly when they were alive. Their children have never seen poverty after that time. I've seen people who have donated their cars to be used in church. Some have sold their cars to support church. These are unique. See, there are dimensions in sacrifices. Oh. Professor Kodier was the one that provoked me. That's why when I, I heard, I said, no, 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 no. I have to give something that will pay me. So when you guys did contribution for me for the pastor appreciation day, it was some good, this thing. I stored that money without touching it. I was tempted. Tempted. First January, I went to Porter City. Took me to his house after service. And I'm sure that's a son of 10 CD notes. And I hear, you see. Said, but I can provoke him. The prayers he laid on my head when I walked out of his house at Porter City. I heard a voice say, you, even if you want to be poor, that same word he said to Bishop Edipo. He said, it's too late. This year, the Lord gave me a certain amount that before the year ends, I should give it to me. I've never given that amount of money ever in my life. He said, you are going to, I'm going to test you to give me this seed. I don't know how you're going to get it. You're going to give it to me. I have paid half between January and February already. Unique sacrifices as an example. Professor Kodi was under Reverend Ampia Kofi. He was in the service and then he heard the Lord said, take your khaki, add your wife's khaki and go and put it on the water. Now this is not smoke, Mercedes Benz and BMW. Five cylinder then. 
and he took the khaki. Now he's left with his wife's khaki. <laughs> he went and said, Baby, just give me your khaki. Just give it to me. He took the khaki and I'll go to altar. He said, if he, once he puts it on the altar, and you meet the wife ain't me by Fabio. And then he put the khaki on the altar and they boarded taxi home. He said that day, when there was people on the bed, one was facing here, one was facing here. <laughs> 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 one was facing here, east, Pakusha West. Nobody talked. Nobody said a word. If I tell you he has 15 cars, will you believe me? You won't believe it. I'm not teaching you materialism so you don't get confused. Listen, if Satan can prosper, why not God? You know, people think it's a problem to talk about prosperity. The challenge is that people have taken it to the extreme and have made them trade and business with it. But listen, if Satan can prosper, there is prosperity in God. And sometimes we have to teach Christians of how to enjoy kingdom prosperity. Listen, there is a prosperity you can enjoy from hard work. Nobody is dis disputing that. There is also a prosperity you can enjoy from kingdom. Hmm. Am I provoking somebody here? The thing is that don't wait to get thousand. Start. I was impressed by one of the young men. I won't tell you. From a very low background. I bless him. I told him, now listen. Don't end up on that side as a receiver. Because the last time I checked my Bible, the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. That means there's blessing in receiving. But there's more blessing in giving. I said, don't remain there. Anytime you don't have, let me know. But be a giver. He was earning 250 Ghana City salary. One time I said, man of God, I brought a seed. I looked at him. I almost said, no, 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 no. How can you live on 200 Ghana? Take it. And God says, no. Your message is changing the guy. And I want to bless him. And he came. 200 Ghana cities. And I took it. And I blessed him. Last week he came, he says he has been promoted. Let me close. Try and see if I can finish it. If I, if I'm led, that, that means I'm done with spiritual sacrifices. So, um, I just take the last two. Last two is prayer. See, you yourself go and do the research. <laughs> prayer. Which is number what? Yes, so that's it. That's the final one. Number eight, prayer. I'm teaching you a certain principle. If God blesses you, am I your pastor? Yes. I'm teaching you something. If you let your pastor think of how he's going to get forward to come to church, it's an indictment against you. The one who hears me teach. 
Am I teaching you something? Yes. yes. Paul says, not that I desire a gift. But rather into your own account. The hand that feeds you is the hand you give to. Please, are you following this thing? Yes. Tell someone beside you, learn to give seeds to your pastor. And you'll be blessed mightily. I honor my spiritual fathers. You know. I give them precious gifts. Because I apply that same principle. God bless you. Now, what is the first sacrifice? First spiritual sacrifice is what? Thanksgiving. Number two. Offering your body. Number three. Generosity. Number four. Loving God and others. Number five. What? I can't hear you. Brokenness. Contractness. Okay. Number six. First fruits offering starts and then other givings to men of God and to ministries. All right. Next one. Unique sacrifices. And finally, prayer. You got it. All right. So I want one person, single hand. Please close your diary. Close your notebooks. One person. One person. You're going to give to me the five kinds of sacrificial giving. Don't look into your diary. Lift your hands in me. For a gift of prayer. <laughs> One person. Don't look into your diary. Five kinds of sacrificial giving I just gave. One person should boldly get up and mention them. One person. Don't look into your diary. One person. Going. 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 All right. Number one. Fresh fruit. Number two. Diet. <laughs> okay. Diet. Okay. Arms giving, yeah? Yeah? Free will. All right, that's fine. Offerings, yeah? A seed. I see mention all the five. All right, I appreciate him for me. So when we close, see me. As I say, I'll say, it's a moon trust me, be your Me, you be your Give me my bag. Let me see what I can do. Sweating, oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you have a free hundred Ghana CDs. So uh -huh. So everyone there was twenty Ghana. Another one. Yapon. <laughs> Hallelujah. So number one is first fruits. Number two one. Tight, number three. Arms giving number four. Free will giving number five. Seeds. Listen, mingle them in your life. Do them in a small measure as you can. 
something will shift. Rise up on your feet. Begin to speak to the Lord. Tell him, Father, I've heard your word. It's not up to me to do it, but I can't do it without your strength. Please help me to be obedient to your word. Lift your voice and pray just for one minute.